Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible, today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only usually about 13 or 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith as we keep emphasizing, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But as we keep emphasizing as well, it's important because it helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual life. Help people in your life to make the changes they need to make, to come to God, to grow in their faith, to get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Get them into God's Word every day by sharing these studies. What a great commitment that will be for you, and it can make an eternal difference for them. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study at this time. We're talking about baptism. And again, this is one of the most fundamental basic doctrines of Christianity. And yet it is a particular doctrine or teaching, and that's all that the word doctrine means is teaching, that has generated a lot of confusion and, and almost almost unimaginable confusion within the uh, religious world that calls themselves Christian. Well, we spent a great deal of time emphasizing, analyzing, understanding from the scriptures and from, from language, language translation perspectives that baptism is only true baptism. Baptism taught in the New Testament is only by immersion. There is no baptism taught in the New Testament scriptures for those who had become Christians that is sprinkling or pouring or rubbing some water on somebody's forehead. That's not baptism as taught in the scriptures. Baptism is immersion. True baptism is only immersion, completely submerged in the water. And that is a likeness, and it's brought out in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5, a likeness of, from a spiritual perspective, on a spiritual level, of the literal death and burial and resurrection of Jesus as he died on that cross, was buried in that tomb, and then arose alive. As we're, as we're immersed in the waters, buried in the waters of baptism, the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. We die to that old, war, that old life of sin, and we are reborn spiritually. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. As we are raised up out of that water, the likeness is to his literal resurrection from that tomb. We are raised up to walk in new life. He came forth from that tomb alive and presented himself alive to hundreds and hundreds of witnesses over the next 40 days. As we come up out of that watery grave of baptism, we have been reborn. We have been made alive. We have become a new creation from a spiritual perspective. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We are new. We're forgiven. So the why be baptized is what we began to look at last time. Forgiveness. Forgiveness comes at the point of being baptized. Now, for those churches that call themselves Christians and they practice some form of baptism, sprinkling, pouring, rubbing some water on somebody's head, or maybe even immersion, 
Well, again, the only true baptism, the Greek word that was translated, I know it was transliterated, baptize, that Greek word undeniably, unquestionably meant and still means immersion. But those churches that practice something they call baptism, so if they're only sprinkling or pouring or rubbing some water in somebody's forehead, that's not baptism. That's something made up by mankind. But whatever they practice baptism, however they practice baptism, if they're not practicing it, if they're not truly immersing somebody in the water for the forgiveness of his sins, then that's not true baptism either. You see, it's not just the mode how a person needs to be baptized, but it's also why a person needs to be baptized. Now, we said today we were going to talk about salvation. How does a person come to salvation? Well, a whole lot of those churches that practice sprinkling or pouring or even immersion baptism, they practice baptism, but they'll say, you don't really need to be baptized to be saved. Well, then why practice baptism? Are you doing something you don't need to be doing? If you can be saved without being baptized, why practice baptism? Well, it's in the scriptures. Oh, so we need to obey the scriptures. What if we don't obey the scriptures? Can we still be saved? Well, you see, they've got some problems there. We're taught in the scriptures, as we just noted in our past session together, forgiveness comes at baptism. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Acts 22 and verse 16, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. There's no question what the scriptures are teaching there. There's no way to grammatically make them say something they don't say or to not make them something they do say. Just accept what the scriptures say on the matter. And understand that you need to be baptized in order to be forgiven of your sins. Salvation comes, therefore, at baptism. Now, in in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus told the apostles to go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Do we need to be a true disciple of Christ in order to be saved? A true follower of his? That's what the word means. Well, everybody said, well, sure, yeah, we do. Well, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, there's baptizing them or baptism. That's part of the equation of making disciples, true followers of Jesus, a person becoming a true disciple of Jesus. Baptism. Now, Mark gives more understanding and clarification on that particular matter as he recorded Jesus's great commission in Mark chapter 16 verses 15 and 16 and Jesus said told the apostles go into all the world preach the gospel to all creation he who believes and is baptized shall be saved he who believes and is baptized shall be saved again there is no way grammatically to make that not say that a person comes to salvation when he is baptized. Again, don't try to make the Bible say something it doesn't say, and don't try to not make it say something that it does say. 
Belief, baptism, leads to salvation. Just look at the verse. It's clear. Now, Peter gave a very straightforward and easy-to-understand statement in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. And so he said, baptism, the King James Version says, baptism doth also now save us. The New King James Version puts it this way, says the same thing. There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. So if we want to be saved, then we must be baptized. And here comes to the third, here, here we come to the third reason why baptism is essential to our salvation. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So salvation is in Christ. We look at Romans 6 and verse 23 again. The first part says the wages of sin is death. The second part says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Okay, so if salvation, if forgiveness, if eternal life is in Christ, I want to be in Christ. How do I get into Christ? Well, there are two verses of Scripture and only two verses of Scripture in the entire New Testament that have the phrase, into Christ, preceded by the means of coming into Christ. And they both say, baptized into Christ. Galatians 3 and verse 27 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's one of them. The other verse is found in Romans chapter 6. And verse 3, do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ have, were baptized into his death? Both of those verses tell us that we're baptized into Christ. So why do I need to be baptized? Because baptism is the point at which the blood that Jesus shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. Baptism is also the point at which we come to salvation. Baptism saves us. Preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Salvation does not come in that verse before being baptized. It comes after being baptized or at the point of being baptized. And I want to be in Christ because that's where salvation is. That's where eternal life is. I must be baptized into Christ. Again, Galatians 3.27, Romans 6 and verse 3. It's easy to understand if we just read the verses of Scripture and not try to not make them say what they say. And that's what a whole lot of those churches who say, well, you should be baptized, but you don't have to be baptized to be saved. 
But the Bible talks about being baptized, so you should be baptized. But you don't have to be baptized to be forgiven. You don't have to be baptized to be saved. Well, then why be baptized? But they're teaching exactly the opposite of what the Scriptures really do teach. The Scriptures teach that it is through baptism that we're forgiven of our sins. Acts 2.38, Acts 22.16. The Scriptures teach that it is at baptism that we come into salvation in Christ. Mark 16, 15 and 16, 1 Peter 3, 21. And the scriptures teach that it is through baptism that we come into Christ where eternal life is. Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. Don't try to make the Bible say something it doesn't say. And don't try to make the Bible not say something it does say. Now, what about all these churches then that are teaching error on the subject of baptism? They're teaching error on the subject of baptism. And they're teaching baptism that is not baptism, according to the New Testament scriptures. And they need to stop that, and they need to start teaching what the scriptures actually teach on baptism. Changing God's word makes it not God's word. And it leads us to condemnation for eternity. Romans, or Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19. We'd like to help you. You can contact us by phone at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. Or you can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. And just click on the email link. Let's pray. Father, open people's eyes to see the truth of what your word really says. And help us to have open hearts to accept it and to apply it to our lives accurately and faithfully and obediently. We pray for souls, Father. We pray for our souls, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.